0: Hello everybody, this is Andrew Gamson with the Speaking for Him podcast. So grateful that you are joining us again this week. So I'm really pleased with the response from last week's episode when we had Danielle Arias on and sharing her story of triumph over selective mutism and becoming bold for Jesus. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, I'd encourage you to go to our archive you can find it at www.speakingforhim.com, That's speaking for him, and that's the number four dot com. And you will also hear that website mentioned again at the end of the show. So just take some time to listen to that episode. I think you'll really be blessed by what Danielle has to share. Well, this week we are going to have some fun with our main segment as I highlight for you five. Podcasts that I have really enjoyed in 2020 um, I kind of was thinking about doing the five best podcasts But that's a really difficult thing to do So basically as you're listening um, You will just hear five podcasts that have impacted me in 2020 And you know I, I thought podcasting was kind of big before I've been doing it for eight years But it really feels like it's exploded um, Through 2020 I think the pandemic left a lot of people wondering what they could do to continue to impact the world, and podcasting is one way. And one thing you'll find when you're listening to a good podcast, often they will recommend other podcasts, which leads you to even more content, and it's kind of exciting but also kind of overwhelming at times. Uh, So I just want to highlight a few that I think have made a difference in my life and I hope will make a difference for you as well. But before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about what is going on. Well, first of all, in this what is what is going on segment, I just want to say how excited I am that come Monday, store restaurants are going to start opening in Michigan, and they will have to adhere to c d c guidelines and and safety protocols, which is understandable but but I just want to encourage you to give business to restaurants, especially the mom and pop stores. There are national franchises that may lose some stores, but they will survive the pandemic. But for some people who own these small mom and pop restaurants, it is their family livelihood at stake and so we really want to make sure that we are supporting them. I know locally here in Howard City, we have Howard City, Michigan. We have a uh really nice restaurant that just started about a year um before the pandemic hit and that is the Forager and I just hope that they Do Well, I I would I'm hoping to get back there sometime soon. I really enjoyed the one time that I was able to get there and I I hope that people will patronize them. I know that they are asking people when possible to make advanced reservations so they can do their best to serve you in a positive way. Uh, They are not a sponsor, but I just wanted to highlight them and let you know that they and other restaurants like them could really use our business when things open up again for that to be able to happen. So I'm very excited about that. The next thing I want to mention to you is that we are in the week of the March for Life. Now typically every January, pro-lifers descend on Washington, D.C. and listen to several speakers talk about the sanctity of human life from a variety of different perspectives. And this year is no exception except for the fact that the March for Life has gone virtual. Now, I know there was small groups of marchers who actually went to Washington and made their voices heard that way. But you can look on YouTube and find uh, several videos that have access to the virtual March for Life content. And I want to encourage you to do that, to go there to learn the stories, to recommit or commit for the first time to making the pro-life movement something that you care about. I, I think one of the things that the March for Life does is it gives real stories to the movement. I think often, at, even as believers, we can dehumanize the movement and we can just simply say, you know, it's not my job to tell somebody not to have an abortion. I don't believe that abortion's right, but I can't tell somebody not to have an abortion. And especially as a man, that's kind of the current narrative, that I as a man can't have any input or say on this matter. But the reality is that we have conclusive proof that abortion kills a baby. And as I said last week, I used to think, well, in the 70s, maybe we didn't know that, but now we have technology to show us that. But I, I shared with you about the pro, uh, the Planned Parenthood brochure that I found from the 1960s, which was advocating birth control as an alternative to abortion because abortion kills a baby. They said that in the 60s. And so I really think that, that it's important for us to continue to highlight the fact that we are made in God's image and that's what gives us value. Uh, nothing else in society gives us value. Um, it's it's interesting that our founding fathers, they did not seek by writing their our founding documents to give us rights. Rather, they sought to show us where our rights came from. Our rights came from the fact that we have a creator who made us for a purpose. That's where our rights come from. And with the March for Life in mind, I want to share a clip from Senator James Langford. Senator Langford is one of the senators from Oklahoma, and I just really like the way he eloquently paints a picture for life. Now, I'm just going to share with you a very short part of that clip i'll share the rest of the video on the link to the video on my blog if
1: you buy a new gm car nissan honda kia or toyota even a hyundai you'll notice they've started installing a new feature in their cars it's a reminder when you turn off the engine to check your back seat Quite frankly, I rented a car not long ago and it started dinging and I kept trying to figure out what I had done and kept looking around until I saw the little monitor on the dashboard and it just said, check the back seat, which I thought was great. Because the makers of those cars all believe every child is precious and they shouldn't be harmed. We've all heard stories like this, but I distinctly remember last summer, seeing in the news, story about an infant who died because they were left in a hot car. That's why these car makers are making this feature now. I remember as I saw the story on the news and just the reports and how angry people were in the community. And they were angry at the store and they were upset on the news. And they couldn't believe that a mom had left a child in the back seat of a car. And they had slowly died in the heat. Because no one wants to see a child harm. Everyone believes that every child is precious. But I remember when I saw the story on the news last summer, I remember turning to my wife and saying, I, I can't figure out our culture sometimes because that same mom and that same baby could have gone into an abortion clinic just a few months before and that child's life could have been ended and it wouldn't have made the news. In fact, no one would have flinched. In fact, that very same people that were furious at that mom for leaving her child in a hot car to die would have argued for her right to destroy that exact same child. In fact, would have called it her reproductive right or even the new euphemism out there, reproductive care. Same child, same mom, nothing was different but a few months in time. Reproductive care seems like such a nice little euphemism, but what it really means is paying someone in a clinic to reach into the womb with a surgical instrument, to pull the arms and legs off of a child in the womb so that they will bleed to death in the womb and then suction out the little boy or girl's body parts one at a time. That's what reproductive care means. And I don't understand why that's normal, but leaving a child in the backseat of a hot car is a tragedy. Maybe it's because as a nation, some people are afraid to answer the most obvious question. Is that a baby? That's the most obvious question. That face, that nose, those two eyes, that mouth, that chin, those fingers. Is that a baby? That's really the only question. Is that a child?
0: And as you're watching the video later, you'll notice that he is has po- put up a big poster board With three different pictures of an unborn baby, I believe it's between 22 and 24 weeks gestation, if I'm not mistaken. And at least um, it's in the second trimester, almost to the third trimester, talking about the sanctity of the human life of these babies. And you can see in the 3D ultrasound that it is a baby. We don't have plausible deniability anymore anymore. And as I think about that, I realize that the goal of the abortion uh, advocate is to dehumanize this procedure. I really liked his analogy because we see in the news all the time about if, if a baby um, gets left in a hot car or gets neglected in any way, we jump down their throats and we talk about how all life is present precious. But when it comes to unborn life, we somehow excuse it. As he said just a few weeks earlier, it would have been perfectly acceptable to kill the baby and be applauded for it rather than appalled. And I realize that he spoke in um, some graphic language, but we need to understand the facts and the facts are graphic and the facts are sad. And he goes into more detail in the video, the video, the whole, the full length video was about 19 minutes long. So I'd encourage you to take the time. As I said, to go to the blog and watch the full video and get some information further on this. But I'm thankful for people like Senator Langford from Oklahoma, who are willing to take a stand for life. And now I want to highlight another story of a man who is making a difference in the lives of his students. This man uh, was featured on the Today Show, and this was actually shared by a friend of mine on Facebook, and he he mentioned in his... Um, blurb about it when he was talking about the story he said this will be the best thing you see all day and I think this was very encouraging to me I know that I uh, teared up a little bit um, listening to the story of how this man seeks to make a difference every day in the lives of his students
2: the attention I'm not used to it I don't think that I've done anything worthy of distinction to warrant the attention.
3: This is Henry Darby, Walmart associate by night, stocking shelves on the graveyard shift from 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., but he has a day job, too, a tough one at that. Good morning. How you doing? As a beloved principal of North Charleston High School in North Charleston, South Carolina. Go there, put your jacket on, please. Do not go in that building without your jacket on. COVID-19
2: has really placed a damper on the personal relationship because at North Charleston High School we do express the three hours rigor, relevance, and relationship. Everybody knows that I'm a hugger. When I see my sister, come here, boy, come here, child. Come here, give me a bigger. Meet them at the door, off the buses. You got problems. come here, give me a hug
3: anyhow. I'm just that type of guy. He's also the kind of guy who knocks on a student's doors after school and on weekends to check in. A student body who has 90% of their families living below the poverty line. The pandemic hitting his community especially hard. I get little emotional because um,
2: when you've got children, you've heard sleep on a bridge. Or a former student and her child is sleeping in a car or when you go to a parent house because there's problems and you knock on the door there are no curtains and you see a mattress on the floor and these people need and i wasn't going to say no and um at my age you know we don't ask for money we just don't
3: um, you just go ahead and do what you need to do and mr darby did That night shift at Walmart, it's for them. Every paycheck, every dime, all of it goes to helping his students in need. He has done so quietly, not even telling his manager at Walmart about his D job. Even before we knew, um, there was something special about him. I would be so happy to have Mr. Darby for it, as long as he will have us as a part of his family and beyond. His endurance, almost superhuman, walking what must be miles through his high school hallways during the day, and stocking what looks like miles of shelves at Walmart at night. It's shocking to everyone but his students because they know that's just the kind of man he is.
4: He's ready to help anybody.
2: He's impacting the community in a very special way. He's there when you least expect it, but um, when you need him the most.
3: Mr. Darby's only request of his students, whom he calls his grandchildren, is to pay it forward.
2: It's quite simple, simplistic. Just learn to help others. That is one of the greatest things that we could do in terms of human beings.
3: Simple yet powerful words from a man who knows that one person might not change the world,
0: but they might change the world for one person. And that can make all the difference. And I want to highlight one thing that we heard in that story. And again, this video will be on the blog. So make sure that you head over to the blog. Um, after the show and, and avail yourself of the extra content and the, the things referred to on the show. You know, sometimes there's not much there. Today there will be a little bit more, so make sure that you do that. But the one thing that I want to highlight about this video was when he said uh, uh, one person might not be able to make a difference for the whole world. But one person can change the world for at least another person and i know that i'm loosely paraphrasing that but i i really think a lot about this in the context of the needs that other people have cuz i noticed that even in the comment section of the story there was this idea that man, this guy shouldn't have to work so hard because the government should rescue his school, basically saying. And, and I know that tends to be people's perspective. They want the government to step up and do things to make things better for their citizens. But I really think that rather than that, the lesson is that we each individually have the opportunity to make a difference in the lives of others that for far too long we have relied upon the government to make a difference for others that we ourselves should be making. I think we, we rely much too heavily on the government. Whenever there's there's a shortfall in society, we say, well, what is the government going to do about it? But I think this this story tells us The greater question is, what are we going to do about it? And we we can't solve every problem. But God gives us opportunities on a daily basis, sometimes, to impact people in our circle of influence. and he knows the people that we are meant to impact and i think if we if we pray and ask god to keep our eyes open and say god who do you want me to help then we will have a much better society see the the president wants to equate a better society with the government taking every single thing over. But a better society is actually having people that genuinely care about one another and want to make a difference in other people's lives. So, Mr. Darby, I salute you, and I'm proud to share your story here on the Speaking For Him podcast. All right. Well, that brings us to the main segment of our show. And as I told you at the beginning, today we're talking about five of my favorite podcasts from 2020. And as I was going through the list of podcasts that I have, it was really hard for me uh, to make a decision about what ones to specifically share with you. And so I have... Um, like I said, five specific ones, and then I may mention a couple honorable mentions uh, that can help you along the way. And if you have any podcasts that you think are beneficial, um, please feel free to email me at andrew at speakingforhim.com and share those. Or you can comment on the bottom of the social media post where you find this episode. I really would like to have good conversation come out of the episodes that I produce and so please uh, make, uh, make use of my Facebook page and other ways of contact me, contacting me so that we can help each other and encourage one another and of course that the podcast will be made better. My quote of the day is, good words are worth much and cost little. Podcasting gives me and many other content creators the opportunity to impact people in ways that we could only dream of 10 or even 20 years ago. The ability to produce basically an on-demand radio show that you can listen to on your schedule, it's an amazing opportunity to impact people and to place your opinion, your passion, your drive into the marketplace of ideas. And so I've really enjoyed over the last eight years being able to bring you my podcast and hopefully encourage you in the Christian walk that you are currently on. And so As a part of that, it gives me great pleasure to share with you some instances of other people who are producing high-quality content that you can then use as encouragement. And maybe if it doesn't help you directly, you can share it with other people. That's another one of the things that is so amazing is you may be listening to a podcast and God may bring into your mind someone who could definitely use encouragement from that. And so it's an exciting thing to be able to share. So today, I am going to share with you five of my favorites that I have been blessed by in 2020. Now, an interesting thing is I've listened to podcasts for a long time, but throughout 2020, I have... Um, subscribe to a variety of more podcasts for the obvious reason that I had a lot of time during the shutdowns to listen to podcasts. And then also because, uh, one thing that a good podcast does is recommend other podcasts. And so I ended up subscribing to some because other people recommended them. And this first one that I want to share with you, it's actually interesting because I never actually saw it recommended. I think I was just searching the Apple podcast app and I came upon the, you've got the floor podcast. And it's interesting in the sense that I came upon it right before it came out. Like, like there was a trailer out there and I didn't know anything about it and I clicked on it and I enjoyed the trailer. So I started listening To the show, and I've listened to the first few episodes of that show. And one of the things that's unique about the You Got the Floor podcast is that he allows people the platform to share their own stories.
5: Welcome to the You've Got the Floor podcast. This is a conversation with real people, like you and I, sharing a bit of their journey of coming to believe in and then to know Jesus. In each episode, you'll hear how Jesus captured their hearts and changed their lives forever. We hope these stories will be encouraging to you as you navigate the narrative of your own life's journey. I'm Brian and welcome to the You've Got the Floor podcast. Hey, welcome to the You've Got the Floor podcast. We wanted to throw up a quick bonus episode while we are madly spinning our wheels, preparing to deliver to you in the coming weeks some great people with life stories to share with you about how they came to believe in and to follow Jesus. They're not going to all be happy stories with everything working out every time. They're going to be rough. They're going to be honest. They're going to be vulnerable. And all of that to encourage you, if you're a believer, to press on and to keep going, to get back up when you fall down, and if you're not a believer, to truly consider God's call on your life to follow Jesus.
0: And there you have the You've Got the Floor podcast. One of the things that I really like about this podcast is he basically just introduces the person and then lets them tell their story. And I've said before on this show that I really like it when I have a guest on and and they kind of take over the show. That, that's a delightful thing for me because it means that I am I'm able to be a platform that allows people to hear the stories of others and God's grace. This project that started in October 2012 really started as a way to encourage you as the saints of the Lord Jesus to walk closer with him. And if other people's stories help you do that, then I get really excited about that. I, I never wanted anything about speaking for him to just be solely about myself. I always wanted to work in cooperation with other people. So finding another podcast where the emphasis was on other people's stories and just using them to encourage people to either follow Christ more closely or to follow Christ for the first time, that's an exciting thing to me. Please, if you can, take the opportunity to subscribe to that podcast and start listening. There's some good stories there. All right, this next one is the Hope We Hold podcast. And if you um, have watched TLC For any length of time, you know that uh, the Duggar family had a show called 19 and Counting, and then later um, they restructured as Counting On. So the Duggar family has had a platform for the Lord Jesus, and uh, one of the couples, uh, Jeremy and Ginger Volo, Ginger Duggar Volo, have started a podcast called The Hope We Hold in which they talk about their hope in Jesus Christ. And they have uh, various interviews with people talking about the hope that we have in Jesus. And the uh, the tagline at the end of their episodes is, our hope is that you would place your hope in Christ alone. And so I really appreciate it. I've been encouraged by it. And I would encourage you to check out their podcast
4: Hey, we're Ginger and Jeremy Volo, and this is the Hope We Hold Podcast,
1: where we have weekly conversations around our family table to share the
5: hope of Jesus.
4: So welcome to the first episode of the Hope We Hold Podcast. This is something um, that Jared and I have been wanting to do for a long time, and so we're very excited to get started.
1: Yeah, we have a passion uh, for sharing the hope that we hold in Jesus Christ with others, uh, with all of you, with those in our lives. And that's how our desire on this platform, really it's our desire for our entire lives, isn't it? Um, that's what we want to talk about today on this first episode of the podcast. Uh, but first, let me just say we're excited to hear from all of you. If you have any questions you'd like us to discuss on future episodes, uh, we'd love to
0: hear that. All right. And as I said, they're just really down to earth talking about very important things uh, having to do with faith and walking this Christian journey. I think very similar in tenor to my own podcast. And so I would really encourage you to check out the hope we hold Uh, By Jeremy and Ginger Volo. And I think you'll be encouraged by it. Alright. The next one that I want to highlight. Is. A Jew and a Gentile Discuss. Now I actually found this one. I think because of a. Facebook advertisement. And I started listening to it. And I have to say that I've been very blessed by it. Um, The impetus for this is that the people that do the podcast, one of them is a Jewish believer in Jesus and one of them is a Gentile believer. And it's very interesting to hear their perspectives on uh, biblical things and to, to hear about a Messianic Jew talking about the Jewish holidays and how they represent Jesus Christ And I really feel like you will uh, be benefited from listening to this podcast. One of the things that I really like about it is he's not a a Jewish believer who encourages Gentiles to become Jews. Uh, He is a Jewish believer who embraces being a completed Jew through Jesus the Messiah. And he wants people to come alongside him and learn about the Jewish culture. Um, But he acknowledges uh, that Jews and Gentiles are unique and different and both blessed to be in the family of God.
5: I suppose, Carly, I'm the token uh, or the delegate Jewish uh, representative in this conversation. Uh, I celebrate Hanukkah. My family celebrates Hanukkah, Passover. I don't wear a kippah or a yarmulke on my head when I walk down the street, and I'll explain why in a little, in a little while. That could actually take a whole episode to unpack. But uh, more importantly, I also believe, like you do, that Jesus is the Messiah, and that's what we have in common.
4: Yep, totally. And I'll, I'll talk about the things we have in common. But the difference is I'm Carly. I've been working at Jewish Voice for over six years. My role at Jewish Voice is to find others who care about the mission of Jewish Voice, which is to transform lives and see all Israel saved and connect them with Jewish Voice so they can live out their mission that's similar as ours through what we're doing, whether that's financial or volunteering. Right. We just want to find other partners that can connect with us. Right. I'm not Jewish. But I am the Gentile Christian of this discussion, so I celebrate all the Christian holidays, Christmas, Easter, and all the ones in between. So like Ezra said, although we come from different backgrounds, we have some things in common. First, we both have faith that Jesus is the Messiah. Mm -hmm. We believe that God is doing something unique among Jewish people in the world. And we believe the importance of the church and that Christians need to understand their importance and what their role is in order to fulfill what God's doing in the world today. Mm
0: -hmm. And so I just have found uh, a Jew and a Gentile discussion to be a very interesting podcast. Um, I think you'll enjoy it and it will challenge you to think about the best way to share the gospel uh, with God's chosen people. I think it, I think it might be easy for us to just think about things from our own perspective and to say, well, uh, Jesus died for our sins. He he, took away the requirements of following the ceremonial law. And so uh, we do not have to worry about that. Um, but I think explaining some of this stuff from a Jewish perspective and from the way that they culturally uh, understand things will help us to pray for and possibly reach with the gospel in a more effective way the Jews that we come in contact with. Uh, Because I I truly believe um, that they are still and always will be God's chosen people. The Bible says that the gospel is the power of God to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. I think that is a literal verse. And I think it's important for us to gain a better understanding of what that means. So I wholeheartedly recommend to you, uh, the podcast, a Jew and a Gentile discuss, and I hope that you will enjoy it and share it with others. If it blesses you. All right. These next two, I I will say up front, I have a real personal connection for me. Um, Because they are people that I know personally and and love and respect in the podcast slash radio industry. And you'll understand why as I unfold them. The first one is the Menacing Millennials podcast. Now the Menacing Millennials are three friends of mine, uh, Russ, Brent, and John. Um, I've met Brent and Russ personally. I've met John um, over Zoom for the podcast because I've actually been on the Menacing Millennials podcast s- several times over the last year. Um, it's been really a blessing for me to watch um, Russ grow in his podcasting. Russ actually has been podcasting for several years. He started out many years ago with Russ and I Your Day, and I actually guest-hosted for him during that iteration of his podcast. It's kind of interesting, too, that I found him at a time when I think I was um, starting to kind of hit a podcasting wall and he really encouraged me to keep going. And we've had a lot of good conversations about podcasting as a medium and been able, as I said, to collaborate several times this year on the menacing millennials. And I really feel like the menacing millennials iteration of his podcast is an example of him really coming into his own as a podcaster and, and being able to share that with his friends now the format of the podcast is kind of a hodgepodge pop culture and politics are both things that come up regularly on the menmonials and so here is a little sample of that. <laughs>
1: And now, from deep within the quarantine zone of Michigan, three millennials and a special guest, Menace Society from the safety of their socially distanced bunker. That's right, it's the Menacing Millennials podcast with your hosts, Brent, Russ, and John. I'm Russ, and today we even bought, brought with us a Plus uh, a plus One. We also we apparently bought one at the uh, Plus One shop to bring on the show. Uh, with us is Andrew... Gamison from the Speaking for Him podcast. Uh, he's here uh, for a jam-packed hour of politics, pop culture, and poor grammar, spelled with an E, of course.
0: And there you have the Menacing Millennials. So I would encourage you to check that out. That one posts every. pretty much all of these podcasts have, in general, a weekly uh, podcast rollout schedule. Uh, some of them are, are not as regular as others, but I think that you'll find them enjoyable once a week. And the menacing millennials usually comes out first thing Thursday morning. So you can avail yourself of that on every major podcast platform. I listen to my podcasts on Apple podcasts. They're all, all these podcasts that I mentioned today are available on that medium as well as, uh, no doubt, several others. So there's a lot of options for listening to podcasts, and I would encourage you to do so. This next one is one that is very special to me because um, Chris and Emily Danielson really got me started on my broadcasting career. The whole germ for this podcast began while I was a contributor on the Chris and Emily show mornings on WJQ joy 99. And so I really appreciate them and their investment in my life. And I had actually told them for several years after, um, I started on my podcasting journey that they should podcast uh, they like to broadcast. They've been in several different broadcasting markets, several different broadcasting opportunities. I said, you guys really need to start a podcast. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one, so I'm not going to take full credit for the Bible Idiots podcast. But Chris and Emily, uh, this past year, um, during the pandemic, they dusted off the microphones, started the Bible Idiots podcast, and I've just enjoyed um, being connected and growing with them again through podcasting. And hopefully at some point I can have them back on my show. If you look in the archives, uh, you'll find that I think within the first three or four months of my show, they they came on and did an interview. One of the most fun episodes that I've ever done was with them. And so I'd really like to reprise that again But here's a little bit about the Bible idiots.
5: Welcome to the Bible Idiots Podcast after Thanksgiving, feeling thankful. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Psalm 100 today. And my best friend and bride Emily, of course, is with me on this Chris and Emily Show version of the Bible Idiots Podcast. Still stuffed, still stuffed. Yeah. But I don't feel bad. You know why? Why? There's a time for feasting. There's definitely a time for feasting. And when we are thanking the Lord for every good thing and spending some time in repentance and prayer and drawing close to Him, Taking time to just ponder the amazing things he has done. Uh,
0: it's a good time to feast. So there you have it. The Bible Idiots with Chris and Emily Danielson. They are currently dropping episodes every single day, Monday through Friday. And so I'm excited to share with you their content. Uh, that one might be a little bit harder to keep up with uh, because of the amount of episodes they drop, but I'm sure that you will find things that you enjoy with them. And much like myself, not only do they drop regular podcast episodes, but they also share sermons from Chris um, that he does at his church. And so really want to encourage you to check out the Bible idiots podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And I am just so excited to have been able to share these shows with you a couple more that I would just like to mention as we end uh, today is first of all, the Michael Knowles show. Um, Michael Knowles um, is a conservative commentator with the daily wire. And I just really like his perspective on life. And he does um, have a Catholic background, but I, most of his observations on, on current events and pop culture are right on. Uh, I really was encouraged when he, when he talked about um, at Christmas time, the, the powers that be in various areas were, were basically saying messages along the lines that Christmas was canceled. And he said, if they believe that Christmas can be canceled, They don't understand what Christmas is about. And I really thought that that was a very good uh, astute observation and one that we uh, can be blessed to understand. That redemption came to us through Jesus Christ at the first Christmas and cannot be taken, uh, taken away from us regardless of what our government decides. So that one is a blessing to me. Another one that deserves honorable mention is This Is Jen, and she is, again, another conservative Catholic commentator. I actually played a couple clips from her podcast um, a few weeks ago when I was talking about the Atlantic article with the advisor to Joe Biden, uh, who he wanted on his coronavirus task force, saying that, Uh, No quality of life is possible after 75, and we talked about what determines the quality of life. Again, all this stuff is is very apropos even now, as we have perhaps the most pro-abortion administration ever to take the White House currently in office. And it's interesting that a lot of times the president or other elected leaders will say Roe v.ersus Wade needs to stay in place because it's the law of the land and we, we support women's choice. But uh, Joe Biden in his campaign actually weakened Roe v.ersus Wade by saying that he wanted to codify it into law and make sure that the law, through the legislative process, told women that they could have abortions in any state in the country. So after years of basically relying on the fact that the Supreme Court um, through the Roe versus Wade decision declared supposedly that uh, abortions and the ability to have them were the law of the land, then he says, well, that's not good enough. But we will continue the fight for life because all of freedom... In our country and in our world, but specifically in our country, is reliant upon self evident truths of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So, I think it's important that we keep these perspectives as we are moving on. So, I really hope that you've enjoyed this look at some of my uh, go to podcasts for 2020. And I hope that you have made this podcast a go-to podcast. I hope that I've been able to encourage you uh, throughout the years. And I look forward to some exciting things coming in 2021. Hopefully in the next few weeks, we will finally be debuting our Pilgrim's Progress multi-voice project here on the podcast. I'm super excited about that. I know there have been myriad of delays, but, The word that I'm getting right now from my editor is that he will be done editing on or about um, February 21st, and I'm hoping then to release the episode starting the first week of March. So I'm very excited about that and excited about the next project that we are going to do, and I I will probably talk about that. When I launched the first episode of Pilgrim's Progress, uh, but I'm super excited about that and other things coming down the pike in 2021. I hope that you had that you had a great week. Keep serving the best of masters.